Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for the next uh, about hour and 40 minutes here, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Uh, we will have our, our Westwood One Selection Sunday special uh, unveiling the brackets at that point. I'm always looking forward to that. I, I love going home and, and filling out a good bracket, so I'll do that tonight. Uh, but uh, a lot of stuff to get into in the next hour and a half or so. And if you want to get in and start the show, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 is how you join in. As you just heard, Scott and Larry calling the game down in Clearwater. Phil's lose today to the Toronto Blue Jays, 8-3. to uh, Rough outing for Bailey Falter, and that's something we'll get into a little bit throughout the course of the show, is some concerns kind of presenting themselves with the Phillies pitching staff, you know, Bailey Falter kind of has a rough outing. Ranger Suarez dealing with some discomfort in his arm. Andrew Painter shut down for a month. And all of a sudden, I mean, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Noel struggling a little bit as well. Not nearly as worried about those two guys. Um, but the starting rotation could be a bit of a concern, especially if something goes wrong with Ranger and he's not able to start the year. Then you're dipping pretty deep into your starting pitching depth. That's something we'll get into a little later on. But where I wanted to start the show today was with the Phillies and watching the World Baseball Classic last night as they beat Great Britain 6-2. to And, I mean, not overly interested in the World Baseball Classic. Did watch the game last night, um, you know, and, and it was reasonably entertaining. A little too close uh, for, I guess not for comfort, but... The U.S. team should have should have beaten them pretty badly. I've never seen an eight and a half run line before, uh, as there was last night, and they didn't cover. Uh, so that's disappointing. But watching the game from a Phillies perspective was interesting because you're looking at this U.S. lineup, and the big moment of the game was Kyle Schwarber's three run home run. And I'm watching this game, and it strike struck me as I'm watching it with what the U.S. has to offer. Like these are the best players, at least from an offensive perspective that the USA has. And this team is loaded with Phillies. Like, not only on the team, but starting for the team. Guys like Pete Alonso are on the bench. And producing. Kyle Schwarber, hitting fifth, hits the big three-run home run, reaches base twice. Trey Turner, hitting sixth, a hit and a walk. JT Real Muto, hitting eighth, a double and a walk. And I couldn't help but think about the possibilities of this lineup this year. Like, the Phillies have had some incredible offenses in recent history, last couple of years, and obviously during the golden era of Phillies baseball from 07 to 2011. But I look at this team, I look at this offense, and I really believe that this has the potential, if they stay healthy, to be the best offense in Phillies history. And if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Do you think this will end up being the best offense in Phillies history, or that it has the potential to be? 
Because I really do. I mean, I think it is. When you look at it last year, this team, let's face it, they got in the playoffs because of their offense. You know, yeah, you had two really good starting pitchers. You had a bullpen that got better as the year went on. But this team was carried by its offense. And look at what they did coming into this year. They add Trey Turner. They add one of the best hitters in baseball. They, they fill their biggest need offensively, which is a leadoff hitter. That's the one thing they needed. And, you know, they went out and said, okay, well, we're not only going to go out and get a leadoff hitter. We're going to get the best leadoff hitter in baseball because that's what I think Trey Turner is. You know, you look at the rest of the lineup with that huge addition. Reese Hoskins, a flawed player, but a guy that gives you power. Alec Bohm, a guy I am bullish on having a breakout year. I mean, we saw him get a lot better toward the end of last year. Now down in spring training, he's hitting for power. If he can add that aspect to his game, that's going to be huge. You have Brandon Marsh and Bryson Stott down the 8-9 and nine holes. I mean, they're about as good bottom-of-the-order hitters as you can ask for. I mean, Bryson Stott, I think there's a legit chance that, you know, he ends up being like a 250 hitter this year. That's your 9-hole hitter. And you look at all the other guys, as I mentioned. You look at Real Muto and Schwarber and Trey Turner and hopefully Bryce Harper back at this point, at some point, because let's face it, everything revolves around Bryce. This could be the best offense in Philly's history, and I want to know how you feel about it. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Do you think this is going to end up being the best offense in Philly's history? Because I think it has a real chance, and I'm going to go out and say I think it will. I think they are going to be the best offense in Philly's history. And a lot of the reason you look at this, and I think a huge factor, obviously, is Bryce Harper. And clearly, everything in this organization revolves around Bryce. And just reading between the tea leaves, I'm starting to think that he's going to be back sooner than expected. And it certainly seems like Bryce is is doing well and recovering from surgery. It seems like he's on his way back. Here was more. This was an interesting tidbit. Here's Larry Boa last week talking about Bryce and when he believes Bryce is going to return. I watched Harp today. He was dry swinging. Uh, he didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything to him. Everyone's saying all-star break. I'm shaking my head no on that. I think it's going to be – this is me now. I think it's going to be way before that. Yeah? Uh, that's me. That's my opinion. Knowing, right. knowing Harp, knowing how he likes to compete. Now, he might not be able to go to right field right away. But right. You get him, yeah. in that, get him in that batter's box, that's another big plus. And I'm sorry, and by no means am I calling the great Larry Boa a liar, but I'm sorry. I have a hard time believing that Larry Boa – who's down at spring training, you know, who's with this team every day, I have a hard time believing that he doesn't know anything and that that's just his idea out of nowhere. I think he does know. And I think this is something the Phillies have purposely overshot here, is I think they purposely overshot the timeline of Bryce Harper because if you say, okay, well, we think he might be able to be back around Memorial Day and then he's not back on Memorial Day, then panic sets in. And then people start asking, where's Bryce Harper? I think when they say, you know, around the All-Star break, that's purposefully overshooting when they think he's going to be back. And if Bryce Harper is back by mid-June, if the Phillies, you know, only need to get through about two and a half months without Bryce, and they get Bryce back by mid-June, I think this offense is going to be the best in Phillies history. I think they're going to set a bunch of team records, and it's really unbelievable 
when you look at how stacked they are and the potential that they have, I think this is going to be the best offense in Philly's history. And I'd love to get your take. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Get to the phones in a in a minute here. But I want to ask my producer, Francisco Rojas, who is a, a Phillies fanatic and a World Baseball Classic fanatic. I'm sure, Francisco, you were all dialed in on the uh, – USA Great Britain game last night, but did you have the same takeaway that I had as you watch that game? And you see, I mean, three out of the nine players in this stacked USA lineup are Philadelphia Phillies, and that doesn't even include the best player in the lineup. I mean, did you have the same takeaway just thinking about the possibilities and what this Phillies lineup could do this year? Yeah, but there's TK. All right, so you're saying when Harper comes back. You're saying what, what, when he comes about, back, even I'm, though the entirety of the season. You're I'm saying. talking about at the end of the season. Like, at the end of the season, and I'll get to the numbers in a second here, that they would need to surpass to, uh, you know, get to that point. But I think if they only need to play, you know, two months without Bryce, and they get Bryce back in June, I think they're going to break their team record for, for most runs scored in a season. For- Modern era. We're not going back to the 1800s, early 1900s here. But you look at it, the best offense the Phillies have had in modern history is the 2007 Phillies. They scored 892 runs. That's five and a half runs per game. I mean, they they were ridiculous that year. That offense was incredible. But I think this offense is going to be better if they get Bryce back for four months. And, I mean, in in June, say your seven-all hitter is either Alec Bohm or Reese Hoskins. Like, this team's going to be able to, to score, like, five and a half, six runs a game. I don't okay, think there's any so, doubt about that. But we don't don't, don't forget... It took a while for JT Real Muto to get going last year, did it not? Mm-hmm. He got going, and he did, and he was hot in the second half last year, right? There's still too many unknowns for me, right? JT, can he put it together over a full 162 this year? And he's going to be coming off a World Baseball Classic, where obviously he's going to be playing his ass off. Um, Nick Castellanos, ginormous question mark. Alec Bohm, yes, he's having an unreal spring, and it's awesome to see. But still, Bohm's got to put it together over a full 162 when it really, really matters. Um, Bohm, Derek Hall... Um, who else? Bryson Stott. I still think he's a big one. Look, he's he's coming off his rookie season where he played well, but we're talking about offense here. He was he was okay offensively last year. Um, Brandon Marsh. Well, we'll see what he can give you from uh, from probably what the nine hole this year. Um, there's just there's just too many things. Yeah, I I, I trust Swarber. I trust Trey Turner. Um, I trust Reese Hoskins, your boy. Um, but there's just there's just too much going on here, man. I don't I to say the best offensive Phillies history, heck no. Going back to the 08, 07, that whole that whole run for the most part, man. Like Howard was in his prime. That's one of the best primes we've ever seen. Utley, you could say he's a Hall of Famer. J Roll was 07 MVP year. I mean, there the, the, the Jason Worth. I mean, just too much. Too much there, man. I'm not I'm not ready to go where you're going. I get it. And if you want to get into one five five nine two nine four, but this to me is the beauty of this offense. And like Francisco said, they're all fair. You know, it t- it's going to take some guys time to get going. JT's a guy who typically might take him a little bit time to get going during the, the course of, of a season. But it's the beauty of this offense is that you have so many guys that you don't need them all going at once. Like, I look at this offense and I say you have at least four guys at minimum who we know beyond a shadow of a doubt for weeks at a time, are capable of just completely carrying an offense. When you look at Trey Turner, you look at Kyle Schwarber, you look at Bryce, and even you look at a guy like Reese Hoskins. And I am very critical of Reese Hoskins in some regards, but Reese Hoskins, when he is hot, is one of the most dangerous hitters in all of baseball. 
and I mean, I can't think of many other teams in the majors right now who have four guys who you can say, yeah, at any given point, they can just carry you for two, three weeks. Like, they can just completely go on such a, a hot stretch that they will just put the offense on their back and carry you. We've seen Schwarber do it. We've seen Bryce do it. We've seen Hoskins do it. And from afar, we've seen Trey Turner do it. And then if you get the contributions from the Real Mitos and from the Castellanos, and Bohm, I think, is a huge X factor. Like, I fully expect Alec Bohm to take his game to another level this year. I think this offense is going to set records for this franchise. I think they are going to outperform that 2007 offense. I think this is the best offense the Phillies have ever had. Um, I know it's it sounds kind of like a crazy thing to say when you think back to that 07, 08, 09 period when that's when that offense was still functioning at its highest level. That's when Ryan Howard was at the top of his game and Jimmy and Chase. Um, but I've never seen an offense top to bottom better than this one. Uh, and with more guys who are just capable of carrying of carrying the rest of the team at any given time. And you look at it, as I said, the numbers there. 07 Phillies, 892 runs, five and a half runs per game. I think this lineup is going to surpass it when it's all said and done. Would love to get your take on it. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Will this go down as the best Phillies offense of all time? I think they will. Uh, let's get to the phones uh, to start out here, and let's go to Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you? Uh, I had the uh, great pleasure of going down to uh, Clearwater a week or so ago, and it was interesting uh, observing the pitch count clock, uh, or the pitch clock, and I the, the game did flow really quickly, but I, I questioned, I wonder what it's doing for – the advertising revenue. It's, uh, I've heard some numbers, you know, 30 minutes per game it's going to take off. And over the course of the season, what is that going to do for folks selling advertising spots for 30 minutes less each game? Yeah, Anthony, I appreciate the call. Uh, not something I really thought of. I mean, I, to be honest, I I don't really care about the like the, the the okay, thirty seconds less per pitch. You, he's talking about what? Because that's like exactly it, the same. Because like there's still going to be whatever right. a minute thirty commercial breaks minutes, are going to be like, exactly the same. the same. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what Anthony was saying there, but uh, yeah, the advertisers they'll be just fine. Don't don't shed any tears. They'll be making their money. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to John Hazelton. What's up, John? TK, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I wanted to get on uh, really the fifth starter, but I will say about the offense, I think what your producer is not taking into account is the shift rule. I mean, how many more runs would they have had if there was no shift when Howard was playing? You know what I mean? And there's not going to be no shift this year. So I think you're on to something with that. Yeah, John, that's a good point because you look at guys, especially like Bryce, Schwarber, Hoskins, I mean – they overshift on all those guys, and maybe some of those ground outs do turn into base hits now. Yeah, but what I called for, I want to get into Bailey Falter. Now, is there any chance that if he keeps struggling, and that I guess I think his name is Plasmeyer, pitches a little better, that he could maybe steal that slot for him? Because I know Falter pitched well for us down the stretch last year. He was huge. I was never a big fan. I think he throws too uh, too flat of a baseball. I think any good lineup will eat him up. Uh, 
and I'm just not a fan, and I'm hoping that somebody else can maybe steal that fifth uh, <clears throat> that fifth spot from him. Yeah, I mean, John, it's 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 a reasonable question, and we'll see. Like, I I, I think Falter will get the first shot, and honestly. I think he he's kind of earned the the first shot at it. I know he's not pitching great, but his track record, the fact that he does have some major league experience, I'd give him that first shot. But it is a concern because they don't have a lot of depth behind him. I mean, you got Plasmeyer, you got Christopher Sanchez, um, and then you know Andrew Painter. You'd hoped was an option, but obviously he's not now. So yeah, I think uh, the back end of that rotation, especially early in the year when you like to use six starters, not to rush. Uh, your top guys, I think it is a bit of a concern. One more quick question. Now, if uh, if Ranger, if this is a little more serious than they're anticipating with Ranger, do you think there's any chance they make a move for a bottom of the rotation guy, you know, in the beginning of the season maybe? Or yeah, no, I hear you. Season? Yeah, and I appreciate the call, John. Thanks. Probably not. I mean, teams just typically don't make moves early in the season. Uh, trades typically won't start happening till late May. And it's basically you just got to get by with your depth, but it is a concern. I mean, the fact that you are having these issues with fist starter, you thought maybe Painter would factor in. He's obviously out for a while now. And Bailey Fulter is a difficult guy to trust. Like, he's inconsistent. Um, I, I do think there's some, I mean, some outings. Seen him in person. He had one game last year, faced the Mets on a Saturday night. The second game of a doubleheader was very good. Uh, but then he has performances like he had in game four against the Padres, where he goes out, gets two outs to start the game, and then, you know, kind of implodes. And that's an issue, uh, the back end of that rotation, and especially if Ranger Suarez does need to miss time here. And you hope that – and Rob Thompson joined Scott and Larry uh, during the uh, during the broadcast today and basically said they're just being cautious with Ranger, shutting him down for the time being, but they hope and they expect that he will be able – uh, to make his first start uh, when his turn comes in a few weeks, that's going to be important. Because then if you have to go with an IL stint for Rangers to start the year, then I guess you have Plasmeyer, Christopher Sanchez in that rotation. Um, and it does put you in a difficult spot early. So certainly the the Phillies starting pitching depth already being tested early in the season. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. But I want to know, do you believe this Phillies offense will go down as the best in franchise history. I think they will. I really do. Because I think Bryce is going to be back earlier than expected. You have multiple guys who can carry a lineup. And, I mean, five and a half runs a game is a difficult thing to surpass. But I think this lineup can do it. I'd love to get your take. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. When we get back, I will talk about the one guy in the lineup that is really starting to concern me. Usually I don't overreact to spring training. But I'm a little concerned already, uh, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit when we return. I'm Tom Kelly, with you till 6 uh, this afternoon, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. That was uh, Joe Davis and John Smoltz on Fox last night uh, as Kyle Schwarber hits a three-run home run. The best was the guy in the background right before he hits it. Hit a Schwarbaum! Schwarbaum! Did you hear that guy, Francisco? I did, loud and clear. Yeah, that was good. That, that was good stuff. But, um, you know, we're, how fired up were you? Because I know you're, you've been waiting for this World Baseball Classic for weeks now. I mean, I've been able to see you without you bringing it up. Uh, every single time we work together. So how dialed in were you on the World Baseball Classic last night? Uh, uh, last night. So yeah. I was actually a little more excited for the Dominican Republic-Venezuela game just because uh. of the matchup. Because it was, you know, the two really stacked teams, obviously, like the U.S. Jose the- Alvarado with the save, by the way. I know. I know. And, uh, yeah, so I was I was super excited about that game. Obviously excited about the U.S. just to, to watch the dream team, as people are calling them. Um, but, yeah, I was I was super excited. And, uh, yeah, man, saw Vince Worley uh, struck out. Mike Trout in the first inning? Yeah. Doing some work. Yeah, and I want to ask people, you know, are you excited for this World Baseball Classic? Because, you know, honestly, I don't really care that much if they win or lose. It does make it more interesting that you have Phillies in it, though. Like, the fact that JT and and Schwarber and Turner are on this team and playing on this team, uh, it does make it interesting. So, if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, But I got to say this. the, The pitching staff on this team is a disgrace. Adam Wainwright is your game one starter. That guy's totally washed. He gives up a home run to Clay Thompson's brother in the first inning. Like, that was embarrassing. Wainwright's not washed. It was embarrassing. Yes, yes, he is. He stinks. Clay Thompson's not a bad player. Does he, is Wayne, he in the major Wayne, leagues Wayne right now? A, Wainwright, yes. He did, did you pay attention last year? He had a good year. Really? Yes, it's weird, right? Because, yeah, a couple years ago we were like, oh, he's going to retire. And then he came back and had a good no, year. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Thompson. Is Thompson the oh, major Oh, Trace leagues? Thompson. Yeah. Who's he play for? Dodgers. Does he? Pretty sure. <laughs> See, well, you don't even know. You totally made that up. No, that, he was on the Dodgers last year. He was one of their, okay. yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know if he, uh, whatever. I still think the pitching staff, like, I'm looking at the at the, at the roster. What, their starting pitchers are Wainwright, Kyle Freeland. Like, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola would clearly be the two best pitchers on this roster. Like, is there any doubt? They, they'd be the best guys. Why couldn't they get better pitchers? Why could they get all the best hitters? And they can't get better pitchers. I don't know. I guess they weren't like willing to play. I guess they weren't willing to to possibly get 
get hurt? I don't know. That's weird. Because it, 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 before before they took out Cortez and uh, Kershaw, it was looking pretty formidable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay, but yeah, it, could have been better. Embarrassing. Embarrassing pitching staff. And like you said, pathetic. Mike, Mike Trout strikes out the Vance Worley. That was, I mean, how humiliating must that, like, he should have been humiliated. Vance Worley hasn't pitched in the major leagues in six years. A blowing 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. Uh, by Mike Trout. So, yeah, I was I was disappointed in the U.S. performance last night. Yeah, I'm, Only I'm a, a 6-2 win. They're favored by eight and a half, eight and a half runs. You know, it's early. They, had to get, they warmed up. Pathetic. It's early. Well, they get, they better improve if they want to win this tournament. That's all I'll say. And uh, I'll be heartbroken if they don't, obviously, because I'm a huge U.S. baseball uh, fan. I'm sorry well. that, that the U.S. World Baseball – or the, the U.S. team is uh, – Putting some stress on you. I, I'm sorry. A poor performance last night. That's all I'll say. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. But want to know if you believe this Phillies offense will go down as the best in franchise history. I do. And I look, I compare them to the 07 team. That's the one in modern history that has all the records. 892 runs, five and a half runs per game. This offense, I think, is going to be better. They have multiple guys who can carry them. I, I think the guys at the bottom of the order are going to improve and be better. I think this is going to be the best Phillies offense of all time. Would love to get your take. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Andrew Lansdale. What's up, Andrew? Yo, gentlemen. What's going on? How's it going? Hey, there's there's just so much to talk about um, with baseball. Before I get into answering your question um, about the offense this year, I want to talk about some pitching um, and the concerns this year. And I just want to say that uh, it's wonderful to talk about the Phillies right now and have some freaking hope and just love on the Phillies. I mean, it's been before the end of last year. How long has it been? I mean, this is a wonderful time to talk about a relevant Phillies organization. And uh, I'm just, you know, really happy that that's back. Yeah, Andrew. Um, I mean, and, and I mean, I don't know. I still feel like we're like in, in some ways, I feel like the Phillies run last year was more fun than the Schneider after the Flyers was. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, just to, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Um, but, uh, hey, look, I'm not worried about Zach Wheeler or Aaron Nola. Look, they're both five-pitch guys. They both went on, I, I don't, you know, spring training, I don't think they're really going super hard. I think they're just trying to get loose. I'm, I'm not really worried about those two guys, right? Ranger, now that scares me, because Ranger stepped up last year. Ranger was I mean, he had a hell of a year last year. I mean, and he was so important to and the role that he played in the middle of that pitching lineup. That is an issue to me. Now, when it comes to Andrew Painter, look, the kid's 19. The whole thing with the elbow sucks. I mean, it does. It sucks. We're all looking forward to him. But how they handle it. Look, I'm putting him down in AAA. I'm letting him throw two innings, then three innings. Then we see where we're going there. I mean, I'm putting him lowest. I am not worried about, like, trying to get Andrew Painter in this year with this injury. Now, if it is Tommy John, that's not the end of the world. I mean, he can come back and throw harder and be more dominant. I mean, pitchers have done that with this surgery, you know, plenty. So I just think that the way that they handle it, like, we haven't had a pitching prospect since, what, maybe Cole Hamels? Yeah, I mean, I mean not, not one at this level. Uh, no. no, I mean, I'm unless not. you unless you count Nola, but when they drafted Nola, he was kind of 
he was already pretty developed from pitching at LSU. So he wasn't really yeah. a guy they, they grew. Right. So it's been really like, I think that they have to handle this properly and just go about just throwing back into triple A. We said two innings, three innings go from there. Now, look, when it comes to the question about, uh, you know, is this the most Bomer putting on the weight? I love Bohm. I think he's going to step up. I think the kid's so athletic. He has a chance. But, like, I don't know if it's just biased because of how good. Like, there's something about, like, Pedro Feliz on third base, man. Dude came through. Like, um, Shane Victorino in center, Chooch behind plate. Like, I know JT's probably got a better arm than Chooch did, but just, yeah. I don't know. Like, this, they have something to prove. This t- these young players, they have so much potential. Castellanos needs to stop swinging at sliders low and away. <laughs> I mean, like, low and away. Stop. Just, like. Yeah, no, I'm, I am I hear you, Andrew, and I'm with you, man, and I appreciate the call. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about, but I did want to follow up on Andrew's last point there because the Castellanos thing is starting to get concerning. And I'm not somebody who overreacts spring training. I feel like it's it's hard to take a lot of meaningful things from spring training, but the Castellanos part of it is concerning because of what we saw last year and the disappointing year that he had last season. And so far, he's had an atrocious spring. I mean, uh, goes 0 for 3 again in this game on Sunday. I believe he's now 2 for 23 as a whole this spring. Well, I mean, I'm not so sure about that. Certainly what Rob Thompson was seeing, that was like 10 days ago. That has not continued. I mean, it, it just hasn't. You see the results, and that's why it's worrisome. And I want to know, are you worried about Nick Castellanos heading into this year? And if you want to get in here, 215-592-9494. Because I am. It's really the only person I'm worried about offensively because they need Castellanos until Bryce gets back. Now, once Bryce returns, then you know Castellanos can take more of a secondary role. You know, he can be kind of a luxury once you have Bryce Harper in this lineup. But until Bryce is back, you need that production. Like, Nick Castellanos is going to be hitting fifth in this order. I think that's pretty much uh, a lock. That's where he's going to be. He's going to be the number five-hole hitter, probably hitting behind JT or Schwarber, whoever Rob Thompson elects to hit fourth. And you need that kind of production from him, certainly if this team is going is to set the franchise offense record. But more than anything, like if you're going to win the NL East, you're going to need to win 95 games, a minimum, to win this division. Going up against the Mets and going up against the Braves. You can't afford for Nick Castellanos to even have a couple months like he had last year. And I want to know if you're worried about Castellanos. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in, because I am. And again, I usually don't take too much from spring training. I think it's hard to really have... Um, reactions to these games and applying them to the regular season. But with Castellanos, we have the context of last year. We have what he did last year. That's why it's a concern. And I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of sentiment coming into this year, and I'd love to get your take on this too, Francisco, of like people just believing, oh, well, Castellanos is going to bounce back. Like he'll, he'll be back this year. No worries. Last year was just an aberration. He'll go back to being the guy that he was when the Phillies signed him that contract. I mean, there's no way we can be confident in that. There's no way we can know that for a fact. We hope that's the case. But, I mean, what if he's just a player who starts declining? What if he's a guy who gets his money 
and doesn't put in the work. And he can post however many stupid hype videos of him in the cage as he wants unless he produces none of it really matters what do you think are you worried about Castellanos bouncing back because because I am this team really needs him certainly until Bryce returns yeah and it's look I know we we sometimes we we look at spring training we're like oh look at how that players play like look at Boehm look at like Edmundo Sosa has been unbelievable Cody Clemens like these players are they're hitting unbelievable sometimes we're like oh my gosh like oh they're, they're gonna have a, a, a great season it's kind of the but the one thing with Cassianos is I'd feel a little better if he came out this spring and he was just hitting the ball a lot better than he is because he's been he's been pretty bad. I mean, I think he's hitting below 100 now. And again, it's just spring training, super small sample size. He's hitting 087 yeah, for the spring. Yeah, exactly, 087. Um, it continued today. It's I just feel a little more confident going into the season if he was out here raking like Alec Bohm and some of these other players' uh, names that I've mentioned. It, it is a little worrisome, and especially with you know with Bryce out, um, him being a key piece in the middle of the lineup this year. Yeah, I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not saying I'm all the way super like at, at one out of ten like on a scale of one to ten. If I'm it's not a ten, I'm worried, but I'm definitely nervous. I'm de- it's definitely up there. Um, because the Phillies offense, you know, definitely needs him going into the season. Yeah, no doubt about it. And if you want to get in here, open lines, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Do you think this Phillies offense is going to be the best in franchise history? I think it has a real chance. I think it's going to be. 892 runs. I think they can break that record of the 07 Phillies. And we're again, we're talking modern era. If you look, like, the 1897 Phillies or something scored like 1,100 runs. That doesn't count. We're doesn't not counting count. the uh, Philadelphia Athletics. We're not counting the A's. We're not counting that. We're counting, uh, you know, from like the 70s on, modern baseball. Uh, I think the Phillies can break that record, um, but I got to admit, Castellanos is a concern. So I want to know, uh, first off, how do you feel about the Phillies offense? Do you think it can break the record of the 07 Phillies? And also, Nick Castellanos, how worried are you? Because he's going to be a huge factor in this. Like, he is going to need to take on a prominent role until Bryce Harper returns. Uh, Just hitting 087 so far this spring, uh, not what you want to see from a guy who needs a bounce back here. 215-592-9494. When we get back, we need to address Darius Slay. Slay released another podcast last night, commented on the situation with him and the Eagles. We will get to that and talk a little bit about how the Eagles should move forward with Darius Slay and this offseason. That's coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. 
Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Hey, Nats fans, are you ready for opening day? Swung on, hit deep to left, down the line toward the corner, and it is gone. Goodbye! Catch every pitch, every home run, and every Curly W live with 106.7 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. Gone. The voices you know, the team you love, your Washington Nationals, your Odyssey. Live games available for fans and market only. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday evening, taking you up until 6 o'clock. So only an hour to get in if you want to join. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. A lot of uh, Phillies in the first hour. Watch the World Baseball Classic. Just seeing Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner. JT Romuto, uh, it makes me realize how great this offense has a chance to be. And I think this could end up going down as the best offense. This lineup can be better. I mean, you have multiple guys who can carry it. Schwarber, Turner, uh, Hoskins. You get Harper back. Obviously, we know he's capable of. Um, I just think it's deep, and, and I think they're going to be incredible. So if you want to get in on that, will this be the best offense in Philly's history? You're welcome to. Also, how worried you are about Nick Castellanos, uh, you're welcome to get in on that as well. But I did want to uh, comment on the Eagles as well here because Darius Slay, big topic of conversation over the last few days, um, and the way it went down, uh, you know, a lot of question about his contract status, and the report a few days ago that the Eagles have granted Slay the ability to go out and and find a trade. That they have allowed him to go out and look for a trade uh, in the market. Now, Slay released a new podcast last night. Um, I think Big Play Slay is the name of his podcast. Uh, not surprising. That's kind of his brand. First off, I think it is pretty funny that Slay refers to himself in the third person. Like, that—that that is objectively funny. I, I don't know if he's doing it to be funny, if he's serious, uh, but calling himself Slay is pretty funny. Now, my read on this situation is, is this, is that I think Darius Slay went to Eagles management after the season, demanded a contract extension, and the Eagles called his bluff. And now he's trying to spin things as if everything is fine. I don't think everything is fine. Like, I don't believe everything is fine, and I don't believe Darius Slay is going to be happy if he comes back here just to play out his deal. Like, we know that. And here was Slay last week on his podcast talking about uh, a contract extension and whether that's something he needs this offseason to feel comfortable. Of course, I want an extension with the Eagles. You know, I love the Eagles. Uh, they took another chance on me, man, um, trading for me, and uh, I panned out very well, of course. Uh, but, yeah, man, I love that. I love that money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, of course, I'm going to be talking about this. Obviously, in this area, but that's what all we all do. You know, when uh, we got one year left on idea, we try to get this extension because, you know, makes the cap low. Yep. And then, you know, you can start building around the team because, you know, once you cap too high, you can't add more players. So with me, you know, with my cap that high, yeah. I, I'm sure they probably want to you know, get it down. And uh, the best way to get it down is, you know, give me some money. We, I'm with it, though, you know, but I love Philly, man. I, you know, I, I plan on staying on Philly, but, you know, if it don't, it don't happen. But uh, I know I got one year left here. 
And, you know, I, I get it. Like, I don't blame Slay, actually. I have my issues with Slay. I don't like what he did after the Cowboys game, blaming Josiah Scott for the third and 30. Thought he could have kept the Denard Wilson stuff behind closed doors rather than go to Twitter, you know, and, and endorse the guy for the job on social media when you know the organization is interviewing a bunch of different candidates. I don't blame Slay for wanting an extension. Uh, you know, this is his probably last chance to cash in. He's 32 years old. He's a corner. I don't blame him for wanting a contract extension one bit. But the Eagles should absolutely not give it to him. And if you want to get in here, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494, should the Eagles give Darius Slay a contract extension, or should they trade him? Because I don't think there's a middle ground here, okay? Like, Slay can say, you know, I love being an Eagle. Um, I want to stay. That is all with the caveat that he gets a new contract. Slay doesn't want to come back here on a, a one-year deal, he wants an extension or he wants to be traded. And he can spin it whatever way he wants. There's no doubt in my mind that's his objective here. His objective is to get paid, and that's fine. But the Eagles should absolutely move on because Darius Slay is not an irreplaceable player. He's a guy who you can replace. You know, he played well at the beginning of last season, kind of tailed off as the season went on. He's a talented player. He's a fine corner, but he's not getting better. Like, you're talking about a guy who's 32 years old. He's only going to get worse. Paying an aging corner, adding years to the deal, it's just not good business. And when I look at this offseason, the Eagles should absolutely trade Darius Slay, move on, get younger in that secondary, but I'd love your take. Do you think the Eagles should extend Darius Slay, or should they trade him? To me, it's pretty simple. I'm trading him. 215-592-9494. What do you think, Francisco? What, what is your take on the Slay situation? Do you do you extend him or do you trade him? Because I don't think there's a middle ground here. You want to extend him? I, some people, I'm sure, would. I mean, I know because, you don't. I'm just that. That's funny. No, but this is the problem, Francisco. And, and I think people are so short-sighted when it comes to Howie. It's like, well, what are the Eagles going to do at corner? How are they going to fill these roles? Howie will figure it out. Like, he will find guys to play these roles I'm not worried about the defense. Like, I talked about this when I was on the other night. The the widespread panic about what is going to happen in this defense and people acting like this defense is just going to be torn apart and it's going to be terrible next year, I think is ridiculous. Like, even if the Eagles lose Slay, if they lose Bradbury, they lose Gardner-Johnson, they lose Hargrave, all of which I think are, are probably likely at this point. I mean, if you just see the contract Deron Payne got, the – Washington Commanders defensive tackle. He's got four years, 90 million. Javon Hargrave's going to get more than that. I'm not giving Javon Hargrave that contract. Like, I'm letting him walk, and I'm looking for a guy like the Eagles signed Hargrave in 2020. They signed him to a three-year, $39 million deal in 2020. I'm looking for a guy like that who you can develop into the next Javon Hargrave. You know, I'm looking for players at value. I'm not looking to sign aging players on the wrong side of 30 to big-time contract extensions. And it bothers me because there's a, a, an hypocrisy in this town when it comes to Howie Roseman. Because it's like, Howie's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Because now everybody's oh, you got to bring these guys back, you know, break the bank for CJ, break the bank for Javon Hargrave. And I understand they're in different, they're in different situations. Uh, Gardner Johnson's 25, so he's a, a guy you could actually make a legit case for bringing back in free agency. But, you know, people want that to happen. And then when the Eagles are saddled 
with a bunch of bad contracts for players on the wrong side of 30 than how he's the one that gets blamed for it. How about you just trust the guy? And, you know, I know that's 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 not, uh, you know, the hottest take to have a reasonable view of Howie Roseman, but just trust him. He's going to figure it out. He's going to find a way to put a good defense on the field. And the biggest thing is you don't need a dominant defense. Like, you don't need stars all over the defense because you look at this offense, this offense is going to get better. You have Jalen Hurts. You have the best offensive line in football. You have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. These weapons, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. You don't need a tremendous defense. You let these guys walk. You figure it out. You'll figure it out this offseason. Howie, I trust to get players in place who can replace these guys defensively. But giving Slay an extension would be a terrible idea. Paying Javon Hargrave over $100 million to come back would be a terrible idea. I'm okay with moving on for these guys, uh, looking for value, whether that's in the draft, whether that's through trade. You have a lot of avenues in which you can make this defense better. I'm not overpaying for my own free agents, just not good business. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phones. Go to Dave in North Wales. What's up, Dave? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So I just I wanted to weigh in on the Phillies. Um, I think last year with Bryce out, they held up pretty good, and now they have Trey Turner, a three hundred hitter, and uh, you know as long as there's no decline, um, and then we added some pitching, I think they can hold up, stay in the playoff mix, and then um, I think they can get back to the World Series. Uh, I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dave, it's going to come down to – it's obviously going to come down to whether the guys in the offense can produce the way we expect them to produce because this offense is going to is going to need to be great. Um, you know, the starting pitching, you think you can rely on if those guys can stay healthy. And to me, you know, the, the, the big question mark is the bullpen. The bullpen looks like it, it should be tremendous, um, but, you know, we'll see if guys like Kimbrell and Soto can, can live up to expectations this year. Right. Yep. Right. Well, yeah, I, and I appreciate it, man. And, yeah, I think when you look at the Phillies, that bullpen's going to be a big factor. You know, obviously you bring in Kimbrel, you bring in Soto. These are guys who you're asking to play big roles here, um, and I think they're capable of it. Uh, but, you know, you're asking for a lot to go right in that bullpen. You're asking for Alvarado to give you what he gave you last year. And last night, I it was interesting watching that Venezuela game last night. Because I was interested to watch, like, okay, well, here's Jose Alvarado in a big spot. Let's see what he looks like. And did you watch that, Francisco? It was a very Jose Alvarado outing for him. A little wild, you know, I think threw a wild pitch, gave up a double. But I'll tell you what, the cutter was looking nasty. Yeah, because that's his best pitch now. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. If he can stick with that cutter. And that cutter's what it was last year. Yeah, th- all thanks to uh, getting rid of Joe Girardi. And all of a sudden, Rob Thompson comes in. Hey, here's how you throw a cutter, Jose Alvarado. Well, I think it was th- down the minor leagues they taught him. It wasn't well, it seems like a lot of people give Rob Thompson all that credit. So I'm speaking for the people. Well, there you go. So uh, nice to see Alvarado have a good outing uh, last night for Venezuela. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But I want to know, what would you do with Darius Slay this offseason? Would you extend him or would you trade him? I'm trading him. And I'm not and that doesn't even have anything to do with whether I bring Bradbury back or not. 
I consider bringing Bradbury back. I'm not going to break the bank for it. But the Eagles, I'm confident they'll go out, they'll find corners. They'll find guys good enough. And you don't need great corners. You know who the starting corners were on the Eagles Super Bowl 52 team? You know who the starting corners were? Ronald Darby and uh, who was the other one? Jalen Green Mills. Goblin. Jalen Green Mills. Goblin, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, but see, that all, all corners. The, that, that's the one thing I, I will say is that, okay, yes, Howie has a great history of free agent signings, and he has gotten better in the draft uh, over the last, what, like year or two. But we don't have a great history of having great corners here. I mean, before this year, I mean, who, who was it? TK, you just mentioned Darby and Jalen Mills. Um, before that, who what, what was it, Asante and Leto Shepard and Sheldon Brown? That was like, dude, I was in like middle school. Right. And the thing is, you don't you don't need great corners. Like you don't. Like it helps. It obviously makes your job easier. But you I think need we, good you need good corners. Yeah, you need good corners. You can find good corners, but I mean you don't need guys that are great. Like I'm not I think you can find a replacement similar to Darius Slay, who's five years younger and a lot less. And when we get back, I, I have a couple guys who obviously free agency starts this week. I have one guy at a position of need who I think the Eagles could replace uh, at corner, safety, and defensive tackle. We'll give that to you. And also, a big trade in the NFL today. We need to talk about this and why I think it's a sign uh, that you know a pretty fi- famous player who just retired might be on his way back. And we'll get into that a little bit when we return. I'm Tom Kelly, with you till 6 o'clock tonight, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday evening, taking you up until 6 o'clock. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Uh, A few different things we're discussing. Philly's offense, uh, do you think it can be the best in franchise history? I do. Um, And, you know, I think Bryce is going to be back sooner than anticipated. And, you know, that would obviously be a – be a huge deal for this team. If they can get Bryce back by June, I think that puts the offense on track to to set records, and I think it sets this team up to win the NL East. I think if Bryce is back by the beginning of June, the Phillies do have a legit chance to win the NL East. A lot of my you know uh, opinion that they would not win this division was based off him being out to the All-Star break, but I don't think he's going to be out that long. I, I think Bryce will be back sooner than expected. I think Larry Boa uh, has some inside info and hopefully Bryce is back uh, sooner rather than later. So talking about that. Also, Darius Slay, what do you do with him this offseason? Do you trade him, or do you sign him to a contract extension? I'm definitely trading him. It's time to move on. You know, Slay did a nice job when he was here, but it's just you have too many other needs. You need to move on. You need to move forward, uh, and I am ready to move on from Darius Slay. So I'd love to get your take on that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. And obviously, when you look at this offseason, the Eagles have some key free agents here, notably James Bradbury, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and Javon Hargrave. And generally, I think what the Eagles are doing is smart right now. Like, you let these guys test the market. You see what's out there. You don't panic and sign them to an extension before the market tells them what they're worth. Like, that's how you overpay. That's how you get in bad contracts here. And as I look at at the free agent market, I'm looking for guys akin to Javon Hargrave back in 2020 when the Eagles signed him at that point who 
you know, you can find value and develop. You can develop him into being a big-time player. You're not going out and retaining Javon Hargrave for over $100 million. Like, that was a good investment for the Eagles. They signed him to a $39 million deal over three years, and he turned in to a $100 million player. Now you go and you look to, to do the same thing again. You know, you look to find those kind of guys to develop, to make them into big free agents down the line, but you don't go and just panic to re-sign your guys because you have a hole. And I think that's what some people don't understand in regards to Howie and don't understand in regards to the market. Like, you can't just go out and spend on everybody, especially when you need to sign a franchise quarterback. I don't think it's impossible to put a good team together around a franchise quarterback, but you do need to be smart about how you spend. How you spend. And I, I, with free agency starting Wednesday, make sure you're tuned to the station all day for the Birds Town Hall for, from uh, McGurk's out in Orsham. But I have a few guys on the market who I think are those kind of candidates who the Eagles could bring in to replace the guys that they're losing. And there are three guys I've targeted here. Number one, cornerback from the Arizona Cardinals, Byron Murphy. Uh, I think he's 27-year-old corner. Guy who's been a little up and down, but I think a player with real potential, like that's the kind of guy you want to go after, who is affordable, can come in, and can start immediately for you. Guy that started last year, um, again, up and down results in Arizona, but I think a player who could come in and give you value. I look at a defensive tackle, Puna Ford from Seattle, some pass rushing ability there, only had three sacks last season, but a guy in this defense I think could come in and be productive. Like, you're not looking for a Javon Hargrave-level player. You need to find guys who can come in and, and, and fill roles for you. You have guys here, a guy like Milton Williams, I think is gonna is ready to take on more of an impact position next year. Like, these are the kind of guys that you need to go out and look to find, and I'm looking for a safety. Um, a guy the Eagles had interest in a couple years ago from the Browns, John Johnson, who got released. Not John Johnson of our station, but a different John Johnson uh, who spells his name with an H. Uh, that's another guy who I think you could go out, get, and those are the kind of players that the Eagles need to look for here. You know, they need to look for these kind of guys who aren't going to break the bank, that you can get on affordable deals, much like Hargrave was in 2020. Because, yeah, we all know who Javon Hargrave was, is now. Nobody knew who Javon Hargrave was in this town when the Eagles signed him in 2020. Like, he was a player in Pittsburgh who had some potential but hadn't really, you know, played a massive role. You know, we didn't really know who he was. Those are the kind of guys the Eagles need to go identify, especially now that you're paying a quarterback, and they were in a similar position then. I mean, at that point, they were paying Carson. But that shows that you can find impact players for cheaper. And even though Javon Hargrave's a very good player, like, there's no doubt in my mind about that, I don't think whoever signs him is going to get very good value out of him moving forward. He's 30 years old. Judging by what Deron Payne just got for Washington, Hargrave's going to get over $100 million. Like, you're crazy to pay that price, uh, and the Eagles shouldn't pay that price. They should be looking at more of these mid-level guys, looking at some of these free agents who you can bring in. You're not breaking the bank for. You're not paying a ton of money to. And as we go down the line here, other opportunities are going to present themselves. Like, Howie is great at finding those opportunities. Howie is great at identifying players like a C.J. Gardner-Johnson. One year left on his deal. Wasn't going to be happy in New Orleans. 
trades for him, allows him to have a good season, allows him to flourish, then you move on. And who knows? Maybe he'd be back here. He's the one free agent that it seems like the Eagles are interested in keeping. Uh, Only 25 years old, I understand it. But there are going to be those kind of guys who you can target. And what the Eagles do have going for them is they have a significant amount of draft picks. Like, they have a lot of draft picks that they're able to trade for those players. That's what Howie does well. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm not worried about finding replacements for these guys. Uh, I'd love to get your take on that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. That is how you join the show. But I I needed to get to the big uh, move in the NFL on Sunday and what it means moving forward. Because one topic of conversation as well over the past week or so in regards to the Eagles cornerback situation is Jalen Ramsey and Jalen Ramsey being on the trade market. And he was officially traded on Sunday, not to the Eagles, uh, but to the Miami Dolphins and a very modest price paid by the Dolphins for Jalen Ramsey. All they give up is a backup tight end and a third round pick. I mean, that's not much for Jalen Ramsey. And I think that tells you, tells you multiple things from the Rams point of view. The Rams just wanted to get out of the contract. And I think the Rams are starting to rebuild here as well. Like, other reports say they are shopping Matt Stafford, that he would be available in a trade. So I think the Rams have kind of realized that all their trading draft picks for, for players, mortgaging the future, kind of caught up to them. Now, good for them. They did win a Super Bowl, so it was worth it. But now they got to restart. They're probably looking to rebuild. And in the NFC, that takes a team off the board who you have to worry about moving forward. But the Ramsey thing to Miami is very interesting. Because you look at what Miami has done here over the past couple of years. Trade for Tyree Kill. Trade for Bradley Chubb. Now trade for Jalen Ramsey. They're obviously going for it right now. And they have a very weird and unpredictable quarterback situation right now. Where you have Tua, who played decent for stretches of last season. But, I mean, let's face it. The health is a significant concern. Suffered three concussions last year. All of them looked pretty ugly, and I don't think that's a guy you can really count on moving forward. And it brings me to the rumors that came out of the Combine, and probably the biggest rumor that came out of the Combine. And it's pretty interesting, because this is something that's gained steam over the last few days. And I thought this time, I thought Brady was really done. Uh, Last year, it never felt like he was really out of it. This year, it felt to me like he was. Here was more. This is Scott Zolak, host radio uh, at WEI up in Boston. Here was Zolak on what he's here, what he thinks is going to happen with Brady. Brady may go to Miami. I think that's in play. I do. I think the possibility of him coming out of retirement is definitely 100% in play. I mean, can you, you could sit there and look at the kitten tweet from yesterday. Don't buy that. This isn't me saying it. This isn't someone close to Brady. Like, it started with Rich Eisen. I was out the Super Bowl. Multiple people have yep. dropped the hints. This is Colin Coward. He knows the Fox people. I don't think he's going to call games. It's it's built for him. Can he was imagine? looking at private schools for his kids. And Coward talks about the San Francisco offense. He's not talking about San Francisco. He's talking about Mike McDaniel in Miami. And I'll tell you what. I'm really starting to think this is something that's going to happen here. And if you want to get in, 215 592-9494. But I think Tom Brady is seriously considering coming out of retirement to play for the Dolphins. Because you look at it, nothing else really makes sense. Like, the Dolphins are obviously going all in this year. 
Like, they, they are going all in. You're trading for Jalen Ramsey. You're taking on that contract. You know, you take on Tyreek Hill. You trade bad for, for Bradley Chubb. You're making a run at it now. It doesn't make sense to put all these pieces in place and have two as your quarterback who you don't even know can stay healthy and probably can't. Like, let's face it. Tua probably can't stay healthy throughout the course of a season and probably isn't a guy who you can really rely on staying upright for 17 games moving forward. As crazy as it is, the best long-term solution is probably the 45-year-old quarterback who never gets hurt. And you look at Brady last year in Tampa Bay, and I know his numbers didn't look great, um, and he may be declining a bit, but that Tampa Bay team was terrible. I mean, Todd Bowles is a terrible NFL coach. I think that was a bigger issue for Brady in Tampa Bay than his actual play was. And I'll predict it right now. I think Tom Brady's coming back. I think he's coming out of retirement to play for the Dolphins this year. It just makes – it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, you could talk about Lamar Jackson. Maybe the Dolphins would go after him, but I don't know how you're going to give Lamar Jackson a contract now when you, you know, are dealing with the contract obligations that you have to Jalen Ramsey. You have the contract obligations that you have to Tyree Kill. You don't have a ton of cap space. You're not going to go out and sign Lamar Jackson to a, a huge guaranteed contract. Tell you what, Tom Brady's not going to demand a lot of money. He never has. It's not something that he's really worried about. And I'll ask you, Francisco, do you think he's coming back? Because it seems to be obvious. What do you think the Dolphins' plan is? Do you think they're going to stick with Tua? I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't think they would go. I, I think, well, the, to your point, I don't think that, or I guess countering your point, I don't think Brady's coming back. I truly think he's done. Like, I think he is going to take the year off and get ready to be a broadcaster. The way he talked about it, um, you know, people were speculating, oh, he's going he's gonna to be broadcasting the Super Bowl. And then, and then, uh, and then he said, oh, well, I'm actually going to take the year off to, to be prepared, to you prepare for it. Yes, you don't I find do that yes. odd? You don't find well, that I, odd? Did he no. say he need, you don't need to take the year off to be a broadcaster? Yeah, he wants, I mean, he wants to get ready. Step in immediately and do it. No, he wants, to get, he wants to get himself ready so he can, he can be his best self. For 2024. That's Absolutely. True. That's that to I'm me, telling you, it's the truth. That is the biggest red flag to me. Is that Brady all of a sudden he wants to take a year off to prepare? That that that's yeah, not, yeah, people that's do not that. a thing. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Nobody do yeah. Let, that's I'll, the way he wants I'll, to I'll wait on making the four hundred million dollars that you said you'd pay me because I want to prepare. And he has he kids too. That. He has kids that he wants to worry about. He wants to, you know, maybe take a little time off just to be with them and yeah. on the side prepare for next year. So He's going to be a broadcaster, dude. He's not going to. He's going to be with us. No, he's not going to. He's not going to be uh, playing football anymore. I'm sorry. I'll bet you right now. You want to bet? Will, I will How make much? I, I, I'll, an I'll octopus. Bet, an octopus. I'll bet. Yeah, I'll bet you eight bucks. Okay. I'll bet you eight bucks. Okay. That Tom Brady comes back and he's playing for the Dolphins next year. Okay. Score a gami and an octopus. All right, I, I think it. it's. I think it's a done deal. I think Brady's coming back to play for Miami. And what a, a, that would be. That division would just be great. You'd have Brady playing the Patriots twice a year. You have Aaron yeah. Rodgers playing for the Jets, Rodgers and Brady playing twice a year, and then the Bills on top of it. Right. AFC East would be can't miss football all season long. That would be great, but it's not going to happen. So just, you know, keep stop okay. dreaming. Well, you, I'll have my eight bucks ready, and uh, okay. you can you can get it to me when, when I win this bet. So there you go. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, let's go to Paul and Gladwin. What's up, Paul? Hey, how are you? I, um, I just wanted to give my point about the Phillies lineup. 
really quickly. Sure. I've been watching the WBC um, a lot, and besides the fact that you have Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, and JT, you also have sneaky bench guys like Garrett Stubbs. He gave the uh, Team Israel the win today with a two-run double. So I, I, I think they – I agree with you on the fact that I think they can have a uh, record season once Harper gets back. And even next year, like, I know we're just talking about this year, but next year if they're all healthy, then I think everything could go really well. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. Paul, I appreciate the call. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, this offense you know, has potential to do a lot of special things, so I don't know how much Garrett Stubbs is going to be part of it. You hope not too big a part of it because that means JT's out of the lineup. But, yeah, I mean, I, I look at this team, and I think the bench is – a factor like the bench is going to need to to play an important part, especially while Bryce is out. Guys like Sosa, guys like Guthrie had a good game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be big. And and I look at this offense, I just think they're as deep as they've ever been. I mean, I, the 07 team, yeah, they had a great offense. Ryan Howard was phenomenal. Utley, Rollins, all those guys, they weren't as deep as this offense was, uh, as this offense is. You add in the DH, you add in the lack of a shift. Um, I think this offense is going to set records. I think they're going to break uh, the re- the modern record set by the 07 Phillies uh, of runs scored in a season. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Time to squeeze in a few more calls here. Uh, Tom Brady, do you think he's coming back to play for the Dolphins? I am. Uh, I do think he's coming back to play for the Dolphins after this trade of Jalen Ramsey. What would you do with Darius Slay and the Phillies lineup? Will it set records? Uh, all those things on the table. Also, we'll do some trust the pregame when we get back. Sixers taking on the Wizards tonight. All that to get to end your calls. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday evening for a couple more minutes here. A uh, quick trust the pregame. Sixers hosting the Wizards tonight. Sixers, I mean, playing some really good basketball recently. Huge win on Friday night against the Blazers. Uh, don't leave for the entire game. Uh, Joel Embiid makes what turned out to be the game winner with a second left. That's the only second of that game the Sixers led, um, and they win 121-19. They host the Wizards tonight, uh, 6 o'clock. Sixers giving up 7.5. I like the Sixers tonight. I mean, this is a game where I think uh, they're able to get it done. I think the Sixers cover the 7.5. And I think they win this game. And I'll throw a little uh, same-game parlay out there for you if you have any interest in, uh, in, in betting this game. This is plus 210 on DraftKings. Bradley Beal over 21.5 points. Uh, I think he, he typically gets over that number. I'm going with that. Uh, Tobias Harris over 9.5. You're playing the Wizards at home. This is like a Tobias spot. Like this is, These are the kind of games where Tobias Harris thrives. Is it not, Francisco? I mean, you're playing the Wizards at home. This is a night where Tobias probably goes off for like twenty. Right, the, the Wizards at home, and he's due. He hasn't had like I mean, he's been scoring like I feel like five points a game the last over the last like five or ten games. Yeah, so he's I, due. I'm being conservative. Have him just going over nine and a half. Uh, so I do that. Bradley Beal one one plus three pointer, and James Harden two plus three pointers. Uh, that's plus two ten. Uh, so check that out. Uh, I think that's an SGP uh, that you can hit tonight. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in. Few more calls before we wrap things up here. Let's go to John in Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, TK. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, so I got two points. One, like the Tom Brady thing. I, I, I think you're reaching. I, I really do. Like, 
I want to believe you because it'd be good for the sport, but I, I don't think there's a chance. Right? Like I well, well the, the thing is, John, and Francisco and I were just talking out during the break, I just don't know who else they get to be their quarterback. Like, they can't afford to pay anybody who's going to take major money, and I don't know how they could just rely on two if they're going all in. Yeah, no, I, like, logically, yeah, logically, I get it. I just think there's so many other quarterbacks out there that they'll grab for a time being for a short period. Um, and I, I just don't think Tom's going to do it. it. It's more on Tom's side. I don't think Tom's going to do it. But um, my Sixers point, like, what I'm worried about with the Sixers, and, like, I, I, lo- I hate to say this, I really do, is can Tyrese play perimeter defense when it matters? I love Maxie. Like, I really do. But I, can he play tar- Can he play perimeter defense? I don't know. Yeah, no, John, and I appreciate the whole man. Thanks. That's going to be – that's going to be a big factor for this team in the playoffs because we know they can score. They need in the playoffs. They're going to need to defend. I mean, bottom line, I think that's where a guy like PJ Tucker will show his value a little more. But you need Maxi and you need Harden to defend in the playoffs. Those guys are going to need to be on the floor for their offense. They need to they they need to start getting stops if they are going to win a championship. Let's go to Jack and Feasterville. What's up, Jack? Hey, how's it going, TJ? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that. Uh, I, I love how the Phils are uh, trusting younger players these days, like a lot of the other teams are, and, uh, you know, Painter and such. But I think there's two guys they did dirty last year. First of all, Derek Hall, I think, could have been a big bat off the bench in the playoffs. Leaving him off the playoff roster, I think, was a mistake. And I just wanted to say, with Bailey Falter, to disagree with you a little, uh, first preface to say I'm not related to him. I'm not president of his fan club. But if you look at the stats, he was their best pitcher down the stretch since August 1st. That guy was 6-1. and one. I believe it was an under-3 ERA, 2.9 or something like that. And I was a pitcher myself. They shut that guy down. His last start, if you look it up, was September 30th. He pitched one inning the last day of the season, and then he pitched on October 22nd. It was almost a full three weeks. I don't care if you're Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, or Cy Young. You can't be shut down like that and expect that kid to go out there in that atmosphere and, and flip the switch again. So I think they did him dirty. And, and you know, well, I did not expect him to do well the way he was shut down like that. Well, Jack, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they did they did anything wrong by Bailey Falter at all. I mean, and, and well, Derek Hall. Derek Hall, I just think, is a guy who, the more he plays, the more he gets overexposed. Like, there's a reason why he came up and he was so productive at first, and then he started striking out a lot get a read on a guy like that um and you know he's he's not going to be able to continue that production but we'll see Derek Hall's going to get a chance like he's going to get a chance to play while Bryce is out he'll get a fair amount of starts in the DH role of first base and we'll see if he can continue that Bailey Fulter now Bailey Fulter I don't think he's the best pitcher over the last two months of the year numbers can be deceptive at times but Bailey Fulter's greatest enemy has always kind of been himself Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, man? Yeah. Um, as far as the Brady thing goes, I, I think him and uh, McDaniel's a, that's a great, a great, uh, that's a match made in heaven there. Because you think about it, Brady had a deal with Todd Bowles, who's kind of an older coach. You know, I would really think he's a player's coach, where you have 
and you could see it in games. Like Brady definitely was frustrated with Todd Bowles. You know, he goes to Miami with Mike McDaniel, who's a young progressive coach, going to let Brady kind of probably give his input, almost maybe kind of call his own plays a little bit. And then with Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, I think, you know, I, I think Brady, it, there's a good chance it could happen. It's, just, it's probably the only situation that would work for him. And it, to me, it's probably perfect for him. Yeah, Dan, and that that's the way I see it as well, and I appreciate the call, man. You know, it just, to me, like, if Brady wants to win another Super Bowl, and I really thought he was done, but if he wants to win another Super Bowl, you're not going to get a better situation than that in Francisco. I mean, we were talking about it during the break, and I know you're adamantly against Tom Brady returning, but as we talk things out during the break here, I mean, you're coming around a little bit. What other options? You're coming I could around. Tell. I could tell. That you uh, were coming you, around a little bit. I could tell. Could tell that no, who, no who's I'm gonna, not. Who's gonna be the Dolphins quarterback? I don't know. Maybe Bryce Young. Who knows? Maybe they'll trade up to three Bryce Young. Trading up to one to get Bryce Young. And by the way, what are the Panthers doing? Do you see I have this no report? idea. They yeah, like they're gonna up trade to one, back. That doesn't and make And now any they're sense. gonna trade back from one potentially. Doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. to me. I'm just I'm just wondering that we go back to the Brady thing real quick. Like I, I just like who are you okay, so Rich Eisen, like what was it? They're, they're like best friends, right? Something like that. Brady and who? Rich, Rich Eisen, right? No, that's Jim oh. Gra- Jim Gray's Brady's best. I thought that was Rich Eisen. No, but that, that was Rich Eisen who was yes, speaking, he, right? He was the, yeah. Okay, so that's even more of a that's even more of a reason why that you shouldn't believe that. Just why? because Rich Eisen said that he might come back, just because he said that, and then who was it? Scott Zolak. I don't even know who that is. Well, you should. Yeah. I mean, he's a radio host in. Look, in, I'll I'll Boston. learn more about about Zolak and whatever if if. Uh, Okay. If Brady does come back. Well, there you That's go. That's your gift. Uh, well, I, I, I think it's a possibility. Miami needs a starting quarterback. They're going all in. I think Brady would make sense. But uh, that'll do it for us today. I'll be back Thursday night after college basketball. Stay tuned. Selection Sunday special coming up next. Thank you to Francisco Rojas for producing. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.